This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey guys, it's Alana, and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real-life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. All right, you guys, we are here today with Christina Kane. Christina is an actress and the host of the podcast Dirty Day Teeny, and I'm so excited for this conversation, Christina. I feel like there is so much for us to talk about and so many nuances of dating and your stories that I just can't wait to dive into. So welcome to Seeing Other People. I'm very excited to be here and I'm ready to talk your ear off. Amazing. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you live? How old are you? What's going on in your dating life? So I live in Los Angeles and I'm 28 years old. And my dating life is pretty non-existent. Um, I was in a relationship five years ago. And ever since I've gotten out of that relationship, my priorities have kind of just shifted. Before entering that relationship, I was kind of like a serial dater. Like any first date that people asked me to go on, I would go on. And in that time in my life, it was fun because, you know, you're – going to dinner, you're meeting new people, you're having good conversation. Even if nothing comes of it, maybe you made a friend or you heard just a good story and it added to your life. But now I'm kind of in a different spot because I'm just so focused on me, myself, and I that I don't want to go on a first date just for the hell of it. I want to go on a date because, oh, I met this guy. I really see interest, similarities, and feel that there could be something compatible there. But with that being my mindset, it's still not really working out too great. Well, you are in good company because the majority of the people listening are in the same boat as you. Um, so I'm excited to, to get into that. What led you to start Dirty Day Teeny? So I started that. I mean, that podcast is like long overdue. I started it because just for many, many years, my friends would come to me about dating issues, um, 
relationship issues, you know, their sex life dying down and it's like still very early into the relationship. So I was always giving guy friends, girlfriends advice, family members. But then also I noticed that like, even if I was at a dinner event and I was seated next to a complete stranger, guy or girl, that they just like kind of totally opened up to me and like no filter was just like, so I'm seeing this girl, I'm seeing this guy. And I love people like having no filter and just feeling comfortable to do that with me because also I'm like super non-judgmental. You could say the most like out of pocket thing. And like, I wouldn't be like gasp. So, um, just because like people always came to me for dating advice and I keep it very blunt, I keep it very real, no matter how much I love you and you're my best friend at the end of the day, even if it hurts your feelings, like I'm going to give it to you straight. Yeah. You're the type of friend that everybody needs in their back pocket. I definitely have struggled with that with friends and with listeners asking for advice where like, I want to be there and support you. I don't necessarily want to tell you what I see because I don't want it to hurt you. But as I've gotten older and, and the more I've done this, I've realized like, no, what people need to hear is what I see because there were so many times where I was so caught up in my dating situations and my relationship situations where I was so blind to these obvious problems. And I thought I was happy when I was so depressed. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like people do need that friend, that person to go to where they know like they're going to give it to me straight. And like, yeah. I can confide in them and they're there to listen, but they're also there to like help tell me what I need to hear. Totally. Like it may, like I'm super blunt. I'm super outspoken. It may, you know, come off a little bit harsh, but I mean, at the end of the day, that's why people pay to go to therapy. You're going yeah. to therapy because whether you have an issue with your mom or whether you have an issue with your boyfriend, you're going because you're getting an unbiased opinion. This therapist does not care about your mom's feelings or your feelings. So they can see things from an outside per uh, perspective. Luckily, I'm just able to still see things from an outside perspective, no matter how much I care about you. But it's all coming from a loving place and me just wanting the best for you and you to kind of just open up your eyes to the situation for what it really is instead of like the fantasy you have it for in your mind. Absolutely. Have you learned about yourself since starting the podcast? Yeah, I've... I mean, covering, I'm always looking for inspiration everywhere, whether it be a friend that comes to me or whether I'm at a dinner table with 12 people and, you know, I don't really know anyone, but I overhear someone talking because we're all, everyone's always talking about dating, relationships, yep. hookups, all of it. So I feel like I definitely knew myself well going into the podcast and I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. I know who I am and what I stand for. Um, and I think ha being single for so long has given me the opportunity to really just be okay with being by myself and explore myself deeper. But I mean, since like starting the podcast and covering some topics, there's definitely, definitely been nuances where I'm like, okay, like maybe I did that at one point in my life. But I think because I have been there and overcame it. Now I know like the signs to look out for and like what to be aware of in the situation early on. Yeah. What are some of those things? Um, I would say, so I've never, so, well, I haven't really covered an episode on this one yet, but I need to, cause my friend's kind of in a situation like this and I was. 
So I would say dating a narcissist um, and being really aware of that. In the beginning, this was years and years and years ago, but I met this guy and we saw each other on and off for three years. Um, We never had a label or like a title, but then it was like, like he didn't want me seeing other people, but if he did, he would let me know. So like that right there is like total, totally hypocritical. And yeah. then, but if I did do so, but then like he was act, acting as if we were in a relationship and I didn't see like all these signs. So like in the beginning of the relationship, like he was great. Like he did all the right things, said all the right things. And Also, I was in a very vulnerable place in my life because this is many, many years ago. So I was more like, I was kind of like an easy target because I was more weak and like hasn't really figured myself out yet. Yeah, more trusting and willing to follow someone's lead. Uh, Absolutely. Because like I didn't really know who I was and I was still figuring out myself. So I was very like gullible and receptive to these things. And then as the relationship went on, it's like he just kind of became a little bit of a different person. There'd be times that like, I didn't hear from him for like a week and going through the course of this relationship, I was like, wow, it was like so good in the beginning. And he was this great person. And you know, how, what did I do? How do I get it back to what it was when we first started? But what I've learned after getting out of that relationship, going to therapy and also just researching more about it myself is that like that person is never who they were. It's like this mask and this facade they wear to capture their victims. And then once they know they have you and that you're really invested in the relationship, then the mask kind of comes off. So I've been in that myself where you're just constantly spinning in your head where you're like, how do I get it back to that? How do I get it back to what it was? And I have friends that have come to me that are like, you know, he was so great. And now he's kind of starting to, you know, act like this or gaslight me or flip the situation on me when it's not about me. And now I'm aware and able to like kind of shed light on other people's situations as well because I've been through it. I know the signs now to look out for. I know how your mind and your heart can get so like um, like intertwined in it that you can't really tell the difference between the two. So that's definitely one thing that I see common in just dating in general, whether it be myself or my friends. Yeah. That's something I've, we're very similar. Uh, I've (laughs) been a very, very, very identical situation to you. And it is so hard when you know like, oh, well, somebody is able to behave the way I deserve, treat me the way I deserve. And someone, this person did do all the right things and did make me feel safe and secure. And now I don't know what's happening, but I know they're capable of it. I know that they can be the person that they want to be for me, that I want them to be. And we hold on to this idea of a person, Mm -hmm. even when every single thing they're doing, every single thing they're saying, every single thing that we're feeling is telling us otherwise, but we're so invested in like, well, we're already in this deep or, well, we've already gone through X, Y, Z phases of relationship together, or we know each other so well. I can't imagine not being with this person. And I know that they can do what they did. I know we can get there. We just have to figure out a way back. And that's not, that's just not it. And you should never be questioning 
well, what did I do wrong to make this change happen? Or how do I get somebody to go back to the way they were? You can't question that because if you're, if you're feeling that there's so many issues that you, instead of questioning, how do I get back to what it was? You should be thinking about, okay, you know what? This all feels really off and maybe this isn't the right situation. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP. S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about.
And I also think that in situations like that, if you're going in your mind and you're saying, what did I do wrong? How do I get this relationship back? How do I get it back to what it was? That right there is a sign because it shouldn't be how do I, it should be how do we. We. Yeah. It takes two. <laughs> it takes two to build a strong relationship. It takes two to work through a relationship issue together. And it takes two to let a relationship go. Yeah. It really does. Even if it's one person kind of leading the way at one point, like you can choose to fight for it, but eventually you either have to fight together or you have to let go. That's something that's something that I faced. And I'm curious if you did too, where I let things go on for way too long, where like I couldn't end it. I never ended a situation. Like I always waited for them to break up with me to the point where I had a guy who was my boyfriend when he broke up with me. He said, I'm actually surprised that you hadn't broken up with me already because I've been treating you so poorly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely have a similar situation like that. So my last relationship, which was the one that was like four and a half years ago, when we first met, we had so much in common. Um, we were so invested in one another. We had so many similar interests. And I was like, this is great because it's really hard to find somebody that you really feel you're compatible with. And then, I mean, we dated for like a year and a half and then he broke up with me. And the first time it was also very blindsiding. Like, I feel like if you're going to, and maybe that's because he was waiting to see if I would do it. But I feel like if you're going to break up with someone, like you need to make it very clear, like, you know, don't be going on trips together, buying each other matching necklaces as gifts. And then, you know, the very next day it's like, this is over. Cause then it's like, what it's, it's a culture shock. So like that did happen. And when that did happen, I was literally (laughs) at the lowest of my lows. I got bronchitis. I lost 15 pounds in like a week. I was watching all of like my whole TikTok algorithm was like how to get the guy back. You know, all those sad (laughs) quotes that you see. I was watching YouTube videos by like Matthew Hussey. Like I was like down bad. And I also- Matthew Hussey videos. (laughs) Honestly, he helped me pretty much get through it. He's great. He really is great. I loved him. So I was like down so bad. And then, you know, they always come back. So he came back and then wanted to get back into the relationship, but it just never felt the same. I wasn't holding on to any grudges or resentment towards him, but I think my body, like my subconscious was not really letting me fully immerse myself back into the relationship for a second time because it probably knew because- we were together for like a year again. And then he broke up with me again, the same exact way he did like beforehand. Like you didn't see the signs coming and whatnot. And the second time he broke up with me, I mean, I literally just didn't even, I didn't cry. I didn't look back. I just moved forward because it's like, if you want to be in my life, you'll be in my life. And if you don't want to be in my life, I'm not going to beg, plead, negotiate, barter, like for you to stay in my life. So, I mean, I've definitely been in situations similar to yours where like, like, I don't know, like it should have been over. Yeah. It should have been over. I didn't see the breakup coming. I, as much as I like love and care for him, like, and like, I still, I think he's a great guy. I don't think anything's wrong with him, but we just, you either grow together or you grow apart. 
And there's nothing wrong with either one. And I think when you grow apart, a lot of people try to manipulate the situation or change themselves so they can continue to grow together. But at the end of the day, humans are not monogamous creatures. Technically, we're not meant to be with one person for the rest of our lives. And there's no shame or guilt if you grow apart. I probably should have ended it sooner because he, you know, was prioritizing his friends and other things over me. But I just didn't. I think I had the hope of it working out and maybe like a new flame being ignited and us not growing apart. Yeah. Well, it definitely makes sense why when you went back into it, like there was something holding you back because you were probably afraid that he was going to do the exact same thing again, which is what he did. And he did. Did you ever find out why he broke up with you the way he did? Like, did you ever have that conversation with him and learn why he went about it in like a buying you gifts, going on vacation and then bye. Yeah. So, uh, that specifically, no, but I, the first time he did break up with me, you know, I was like seeking an answer because it was very out of nowhere. And what I've come to learn is that like breaking up with someone is already hard enough. So, and some like, so like giving you like the full list of answers like that that's not going to make it any any easier for you to heal like hearing all the things you did wrong you're hearing all the reasons you're incompatible like breaking up is already hard for the person who's breaking up with you so True. i asked but it's just kind of the whole like it's me not you type of thing and what i've learned is like it doesn't matter why someone's breaking up with you like i think they could give you a list of reasons that's just going to make you feel like shit or they could you know give you a reason that's not necessarily the truth either way like they're breaking up with you it's going to hurt this is someone that you've spent time with i definitely I think so many people try to focus on like why the person broke up with them. And I don't think that matters. If someone doesn't want to be in your life, they don't want to be there. Let them go with open arms and just be okay with that. Because like, yeah, like a reason is not going to make it any better. And also a lot of people do the whole closure thing like, oh, well, they still have my stuff or, you know, like maybe we can be friends and text occasionally. You have to – one thing I am thankful for that my ex did, he cold turkey cut quit it. Like anything I had of his, I kept. Anything he had of mine, he kept. Because people try to prolong the breakup with yep. like hopes of maybe, you know, getting back together or just simply having that person in their life. But I think the best way to break up is have a clean breakup, cold turkey quit it, don't text, don't see each other, don't make up reasons why you need to see the person to like get your sweatshirt back that you don't even care about. Um, because you're just making it harder for yourself at the end of the day and you're prolonging your time for moving forward. I want anyone going through a breakup right now to like rewind this two or three minutes and re-listen to all of that just like on repeat. Yeah. Because like take all take everything Christina just said to heart because it is so true. The sooner you cut off contact, the sooner you stop trying to make it work or trying to find reasons to see them, to talk to them, whatever it is, the sooner you will be able to process and heal and not feel as broken as you might feel right now. And me too, like gut, I got, I was blocked by someone and that was the greatest gift yeah. they could have ever given me because yeah. that's what allowed me to finally accept that. Okay. This is like over yeah. now I need to focus on me because he's focusing on him and agreed. Like 
you don't need if here's like if you have stuff at their place that you so desperately want back like that's fine we all have things we love get have a friend reach out to them and deal with it you do not need to be a part of that there's no need because here's the reality and I've seen this happen multiple times is okay you see each other what you end up like sleeping together and yeah. like it, you hit it like it's like oh like okay we can like have this one night and then you're even more broken than you were before and I see that happen time and time again and people are like but I thought maybe this was them like reconsidering and it's like no they broke up with you mm-hmm. and the sooner you accept that the sooner you can start to heal yeah no, I definitely think that it's important to like cut off a break off breakup, whether you broke up with them or whether they broke up with you, it doesn't matter. I don't think why it happened matters. I don't think closure exists. It's just people try to prolong situations with hope. At the end of the day, it's hope. Um, so yeah, cold turkey, quit it, move yeah. forward. Don't look backwards. If they wanted to be in your life, they'd be there. There's a reason they're not. So yeah. And you can hold on to hope in a different way. Hold on to the hope that your person's still out there and it's going to be so much better. Like even if right now you feel like this relationship was perfect and I'm never going to find someone this perfect, guess what? You are going to find somebody even better mm-hmm. and more perfect for you who mm-hmm. is not going to break your heart. So have that hope of like, wow, my person's still out there and I can't wait to meet them and fall in love with them because that's so cool that that has yet to happen. Yeah. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one last thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What has dating been like for you in L.A.? Oh, God. Okay. Um, so dating in Los Angeles, I feel like is really hard because like I said, because I'm in a different part in my life. So I'm not just like serial swiping on apps. I'm not going out on every possible first date because, you know, I, I really only want to go on a date with someone if I do see that this is someone that I could see myself being with um because I'm 28 now it's different than when I was 21 going on every single first date I was asked on but I feel like I mean the last date I went on in Los Angeles was through a mutual friend to dinner and I mean I don't know if I like set him up to open up the can of worms but you know like you're just having casual conversation at dinner and so like you know I'm like when was your last relationship and he's like when was mine and you know mine was very point blank I was like yeah I was like five years ago I've just been focusing on myself but then when the roles were reversed and I asked him this question it was like I can't it's like I had the whole dating history the whole dinner we were sitting there talking about which like doesn't offend me in any means but it's like then it's like it turns more into a therapy session and you're venting about all your past relationships so um you know he really for a long time talked about all his last relationships and one thing that I felt like I mean I knew pretty soon going into it that we weren't compatible in the way romantically but he had told me his longest relationship he had ever been in was six months and so if I'm 28 and you're 29 and your longest relationship was six months, that's not necessarily a candidate I see myself dating because like I've been in long-term relationships. I know at the beginning it's fun. You're in the honeymoon phase. It's butterflies and rainbows. But then, you know, after a year and a half, two years, sometimes, you know, things are revealed about the person that you're seeing. It gets harder. Relationships are like a roller coaster. You're going to go through ups. You're going to go through downs. So if someone has only been in a six-month relationship, for me personally, that's not someone I can be with because I've been there and done that. So I know what it takes. I don't want to have to teach someone and go through those stages with them for the first time. Um, but dating in Los Angeles, honestly, like I, I have like Raya, but like, I don't go on it because first off my Raya shows like people that are like in Sweden and like Berlin. And I'm like, how is this helping me? I even once emailed them about it because I was oh like, why? <laughs> why are you not showing me people in like New York or Did LA? they respond? Yeah. They were like, our platform is meant to be used so you can make global connections. I'm like, that's oh great and all, but when 90% of the connections are like in New Zealand, that's right. not helping me. So You're it's like trying what? to travel the world right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's like, I'll go on it when I'm bored and like swipe and like X heart, X heart. If I get matched with someone, I don't usually message them. And it's not because it's an ego thing, but it's because like, it's not really where my mind is at, yeah. um, you know, but if a guy comes in like, Hey, Friday at eight, I'm taking you out. Then it's like, you have my attention. But I feel like so many people on the dating apps, they just want to pitter patter. Like, what are you doing? Oh, not much. What are you doing? Oh, that's cool. I'm doing this with my friends. It's like, they just want to go back and forth. And it's kind of a waste of time in my eyes because you usually do that. And it's just mean, like meaningless, mindless conversation. And then you don't even end up meeting up. So it's just like, to me, like the dating apps for me personally, maybe, I mean, I know a lot of other people have way better 
times on the dating apps. But for me, it's just a waste of time because like men do not take initiative. They don't execute a plan. They just want to chit chat back and forth. And then it's like, I'm wasting my time because you usually don't even ever meet up. Have you, or do you, or have you thought about having something in your profile about like wanting someone who takes initiative and like skipping the pen pal stage and getting on the date? No, I haven't. Should I update my profile and be like either come in hot or not at all? Yeah, I think try that. And I think, I think it will bring out the guys or the men who are willing to do that and who have that side of them. And it would push away the guys who that's not who they are. And I think, I think a huge part about dating apps is making sure your profile is showing who you are and what you're looking for. Yeah. So try that. Yeah. I mean, I will. I'll (laughs) let you know how it goes. I'll be like, come in hot with a plan or don't come at all. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I think that could actually like really help you sift through the people who are going to waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone ever like in to your knowledge, do you know anyone who actually met somebody on Raya? Cause I don't. My ex and I met on Raya. <laughs> no way. Okay, yeah. So. Well, that worked in the way that it worked. <laughs> yeah, I know. It worked while it worked, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we met on Raya. I do know people who have, like, so I have, like, one of my girlfriends is, like, you know, pretty avid Raya user, and she gets great matches. You know, the people that come up on my profile are just not you know, just not cutting it for me. But like, so she goes on a lot of dates and she she hasn't been in a relationship with any of them, but she has met substantial people through the app. Mine used to be a lot better. And then after I was in a relationship and got out, it's like, Raya's just like against me. It just, I mean, it's just people that are either foreign, which it's great. We love foreign people, but it's like the reality, then I can't go on a date with them. Right. Raya's like, we gave you one. You've hit your quota. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fact I emailed I them. I get in the next life. <laughs> yeah. And I emailed them and they just really weren't giving me much um, help with on how, how to remedy this sort of, like issue. That's so funny. Why do you think it is that the guys you've encountered in LA are the way they are? Like, I know I've heard of like Peter Pan syndrome. That's it. Yeah. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like, and then like, so, okay. I feel like in Los Angeles, it's the Peter Pan syndrome. It's like, they don't want to grow up. They, you know, would rather be with the bros and like go to dinner and a club with the bros, which is like so weird to me. Cause it's like what older like person, like, and by older, I just mean like mid twenties, like doesn't want to have like hot fun girls around. Like, it's just so weird that they prioritize guys and their bros over girls. But I would say like, yeah, like they don't want to grow up. They want to have their cake and eat it too. You know, there's endless opportunities in Los Angeles, but also the world in general. And they want to like have their freedom to do whatever they want. I feel like men in Los Angeles, they lack effort and they definitely do not take initiative when it comes to like, hey, like it was nice meeting you, would love to take you to dinner sometime next week. They may say that, but then you never hear from them. So, and you know, I'm not going to follow up and be like, hey, are we still on for dinner? Because if he wanted to, he would. So... I also think that they fear commitment. I think that I've seen like a reoccurring pattern of men in Los Angeles fearing commitment, but I don't even mean like commitment as in like boyfriend and girlfriend dating exclusively. I mean, commitment as in like committing to a plan. 
Mm-hmm. They want to keep their options open, whether it's an event, it's a party, it's a dinner, or maybe I'll be invited on this trip. They fear commitment and committing to plans because they just want to like have the world at their fingertips. So dating in Los Angeles is really bad, but I think dating where you are is much better. It's funny because I think if you ask any single girl dating in New York, they would uh, say the opposite. And they, they, they would just say, say hang out Christina Kane. They would say everything that you just said about LA about New York. Really? Mm-hmm. Every single time I'm in New York, like I literally love New York. I need to live there. I will live there. But it's like every single time I'm in New York. So I was just there like a couple weeks ago and I went on two dates and these are people that I just met. But I don't know. It's like, you know, we went to uh, my girlfriend invited me with some of her friends to Zero Bond and it's like she was there with a guy. So what? Amazing. Yeah. So she was there with a guy. And so like she was kind of entertaining him. So he was there with like his seven friends. So I was talking to his all seven friends like, you know, like so that right there shows me that it doesn't have to just be bros and the friends like they want a female energy around. And then, yeah, like I met this another guy at um, Casa Cipriani and the next day he was like, I'd like to like take you out. And then he did. So it's like when I'm in New York, I feel like I'm on like I'm like, I'm thriving. Like people (laughs) take initiative. They don't just talk about the idea of a plan. They actually then like execute and you hear from them. I'm like constantly, I don't know. It's just to to me, for me personally, New York dating, it's so much better. Well, get over here. What are you (laughs) waiting for? (laughs) I know. I really, I need to. I really do. It's so funny. I like how opposite everyone's experiences are. I'm curious if you think any part of that could be about like your mindset when you're here, where it's like you're on a trip, you're there to have fun. There's no pressure, Mm -hmm. but I guess you're saying it's about like the guys that you're meeting and their actions. So maybe it's not that. I think maybe it's different for me versus like your friends. It's like, for example, when I go out and like, I don't really ever go out anymore because I'm just that's another reason I don't meet anyone. Cause like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm indoors. Like he's not going to show up at my doorstep. Yeah. So, but like when I do go out, it's everybody I already know, you know, mm-hmm. I know who's dated who I know who slept with who, like, uh, like this person confided in me about this. Like, it's like everybody already knows everyone. So it's not refreshing to me. It feels very mundane. It's just like, I'm just like, Oh, like where are the new people? But when I go to New York, I'm, seeing tons of people that I've never met before. And I do enjoy going out in New York because unlike Los Angeles, I've already been everywhere, done everything. So like when I'm in New York, I'm like, oh, cool. Let's go to this restaurant. I've never been there. Let's go to this lounge. Would love to see it. Heard great things. And it's like the people, the men that are there, I've never met them before. So it's really refreshing to meet new people and hear new stories of their walks of life. But also it's like they've never met me. I don't know if New York's the same way. Like, I don't know if it's a small world where like everyone kind of knows everyone and runs into everyone. It depends. I think it depends like who you are and where you're from. Like for me, I I grew up in Westchester. So like right outside New York City, I went to Syracuse University, upstate New York, and then I moved to Manhattan as did everyone else from Westchester, everyone else from Syracuse and everyone else from like the tri-state area that I met along the way. So for me, it was always very much like, I can't hide. Like yeah. we all, we all moved to the same freaking neighborhood. We all end up in Murray Hill. So right. it, it was like, it was just like college 
the next phase of college. We're all in this college town of Murray Hill, New York, and you run into everyone everywhere. And even now, like I still, I feel like everyone, I rarely meet somebody that I don't have at least like 10 mutual friends with. Right. And there, I think there are pros and cons to that. I think with dating, I appreciated that I, when I met somebody on a dating app, I didn't feel like it was a complete stranger because I always knew somebody who knew them. And whether it was somebody that I could reach out to and be like, Hey, should I go out with this person? Or are they a serial yeah. killer? Or serial it was somebody, killer. or I just like saw familiar names come up. It just, it added a sense of comfort that I'm not going on a date with a complete stranger. So in that sense, I did like it, but the number of times I met someone and then found out they were like a friend of a friend's ex and did this horrible thing or like had this happen in their past. It's like, okay, I'd like to explore somebody on my own. Totally. Yeah. So I guess like if you have lived there for a long time, then it's like the same circles kind of flock together. But it's like yeah. me when I go, it's probably like, you know, anybody going to like, if someone goes to like Dallas, Texas, they're going to be like, oh my God, the world is my oyster. But you right. know, people who have been in Dallas for 12 years are going to be like, no, you know. Or went they, to a UT school. They know everyone and everyone knows them. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably yeah. why I feel like New York is like better because it's like, no one knows me. I don't know anyone. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, versus like Los Angeles. It's like, all righty, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll appreciate this. For a long time, I exclusively dated guys who worked in the entertainment industry. Um, and whether that was in New York or I, I had some long distance New York, LA situations and relationships. But um, I really prided myself on the fact that I could go through a breakup or a situation would end and they would either already be in LA or in the next year they would move to LA. So yeah. LA just became this place for me where all of my exes lived and it was so freeing and amazing where I felt yeah. like New York is mine and I don't have to run into them. But then what every time I went like, to LA, like, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you feel like was like your thing with like guys in the entertainment industry? So I worked in music out of college for a few years and I felt this really deep connection to it and I wanted to work with artists and I wanted to be like someone's manager and just like be very immersed in that world. And I felt like guys who worked in music were all just as passionate about it. And they also had big dreams and we were all working in this like crazy weird world towards these dreams that we had. And I thought it was really cool for me that like I would meet these guys and the big pattern was none of them wanted a relationship because they were also career focused, but they would keep me around because I got it. Like I understood what they were working towards. They didn't have to teach me what they were doing or over explain things to me because I, I got it. And so I really enjoyed that. And even if it was like a guy who worked in finance, but was a DJ on the side, it's like, I understand what you're pursuing. I also have ideas to help you. Maybe I can manage you one day. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be great. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. So it was more musicians than actors. Yeah. Not, not so much actors at all. Definitely more like music industry. Okay. Then I totally get that. Cause like I like, they have like a passion for the art and like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll see like a musician perform on stage, whether they're known or not known, but like they're all instantly hot. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. As an actress, did you ever have a thing for actors? No. um, I think, like, the idea of them sounds fun, but, like, actually dating an actor, 
I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's like so egotistical. They're so full of themselves. You know, they act for a living and so they're good at lying for a living. So I feel like for me personally, like, you know, maybe it's fun for like, you know, just hooking up, but mm-hmm. it's not like if you're look I-, I feel like if you really want substance, because like both people would always like, you know, you're they're always gonna be traveling. And then if you have trust issues, that's definitely not someone to get involved with because they're always gonna be traveling and they're gonna have a reason why they can't talk to you because they're on set or they're in the recording studio. So me personally, like, I think acting sounds like a fun fantasy, but like, I want like a businessman. I want like an Elon Musk, you know, (laughs) I, it is so great. Like I'm a thousand percent, like not a looks person. Like if you're a 12 and you're super hot and Elon Musk, I'm not a looks person. (laughs) If you're super, if you're a 12 and you're super hot and every girl wants you and like, but you have nothing to offer me mentally. You're just kind of like, yeah, like, so like, well, then it's like, I don't see that going anywhere. But if you're like, let's say you're a six, but you're really smart, you're really driven, you're really passionate. You can teach me things at the dinner table that like, I don't know about. And so we have really great conversation. Then like, it doesn't matter that you're a six, because if you can turn my mind on, then you like turn me on. 100%. Also looks fade. A thousand percent. If you're trying to find somebody to be with for your life, you want somebody who's going to make you think and ask you thought-provoking questions and you can have these engaging conversations with because that is what you're doing. You're finding somebody to talk to and hang out with for the rest of your life. Yeah. Whatever they look like now is going to be different. A thousand. And I think looks fade even in the retrospect of like not us just like getting old and gray. Like if you're dating someone for a year and you're like, you know, frequently they're sleeping at yours, you're sleeping at theirs. Like you're going to get used to seeing them. And that person that was like so hot and just like a total fantasy, like, well, you're used to seeing them now. So looks are going to fade even when you still are attractive and look great just because you get used to seeing this person so much. My favorite thing in the world is when people will like meet my fiance for the first time. And then after he leaves, they'll be like, oh my God, Alana, like Jake's hot or like Jake's so good looking or so handsome. I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. It's a plus. I'm so glad you think so. Thanks for letting me know. It's like, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. No, like, it's definitely a plus. Yeah. yeah. It's, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a plus. You're so right. You're so right though that like that's, that fades in a sense where you're used to what they look like. You're not thinking about that all the mm-hmm. time. Or yeah. like ever after the first initial attraction. Yeah. And I know so many people that like get into re- like pursue someone or get into relationships because they're super hot. But then it's like there's nothing more to the relationship. It's just it's just a superficial, shallow look driven relationship. And it's like, then they wonder why so many problems arise. It's like, because you're not really compatible. Like maybe it's a fun time in the bedroom, but like, even that's going to like get old. Right. You're not actually connecting on anything other than the fact that you're attracted to each other. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm looking for an Elon Musk. All right. If any Elon Musk-esque men are listening who live in LA, or if anyone's listening who has a friend who lives in LA. Or Elon Musk himself. Or Elon, if Elon's listening, hey, um, great. Love that for both of us. Um, <laughs> hit up Christina. Shoot your shot. Come in with a plan. Make yeah. a plan. Follow through. Do all the things. Totally. That's my pitch. <laughs> I love it. No, you um, killed it. I love it. Is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you were hoping to talk about? Um, 
let's see. I think that uh, I think we like pretty much covered it all. I think that, you know, I'm just in this part in my life where, you know, I'm not a serial dater anymore like I used to be. And I'm really happy with like being alone and being on my own. And I am okay that I've been single for five years because, you know, I've been able to focus on myself and learn more about myself. So when the next relationship does come around, like I really know what I'm looking for. And I, that's why I stress, like, it's so important to like be okay with being by yourself before even thinking of looking for someone else because or else you get into the wrong relationships with the wrong people for the wrong reasons. So as of right now, dating life sucks unless I'm in New York, but you know, I'm okay with that and it will come when it's meant to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I love everything you just said. And I think it's so true. And I'm glad you mentioned that because it's something that a lot of people need to hear. And I know like I struggled with my singlehood. I know so many of the seeing other people listeners so badly want to find their person that you know, we end up thinking we look down on at ourselves for being single and mm-hmm. there's so much joy to be found in creating a life for yourself that you're proud of and that you love and learning about yourself. And so I love that you're here saying like, you're happy with who you are as someone who's single and you're making the most of it. And I think that's something that everyone should work towards and, and really try and achieve because it's amazing to feel that way. Oh yeah. So that's what era I'm in right now. I love it. I love that. Okay. Well, before I let you go, I have one last question for you. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? So it's kind of, it's a video. So it's not necessarily one piece of advice, but anyone that's going through a tough time in their life or going through a breakup or, you know, questioning why certain people they want in their lives don't want to be, whether that be friendships, relationships, whatever. There's a video by Tyler Perry called Let Them Go. It is a phenomenal video. It's a part of a play, but he gives a full-on monologue, and I share it with so many people. I listen to it myself a lot during my breakup. It really gives you the fire and like the ignition you need to like be okay with letting people come and go into your life. I love that. I'm going to link that, and I can't wait to watch it. It's phenomenal. I, ever see- I feel like there's so many times where I needed – to watch that and hear that. So thank you for sharing that. I can't wait. You're going to love it. (laughs) And if you don't lie to me and tell me you loved it. I will. I will love it. It will inspire the shit out of me. It'll help me get through things I haven't processed yet. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. All the things. It's going to be great. Christina, thank you so, so much for being here. Where can everyone find you and Dirty Daytini and all, all the shout outs? Um, on Instagram, my personal is at it's Christina Kane with K's and then Dirty Day Teeny is Dirty Day, D-A-Y-T-I-N-I. And that is the same for TikTok and Dirty Day Teeny is available on pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, but I feel like Spotify and Apple are the main go-tos. For sure. I think that's like 99%. I'll, every, like once a month, I'll get an email from Google Play about the few hundred people that listened on Google Play and I'm like, Who? Who are they? So I actually saw that Google Play is going out of servicing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hot off the presses. Breaking news. Well, You're welcome. Well, hopefully hopefully the Google players stick around and just move somewhere else. I value those few hundred listeners. I love you guys, but yeah. I just don't understand who uses Google Play. No, it may be Android users or something. 
It's possible. We learn something new every day. Christina, thank Mm -hmm. you. Thanks for having me. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.